Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That means that is Alan Saunders. Alan, uh, first off, I guess I should ask how you're doing on this fabulous Tuesday. We got some snowfall today, uh, which is basically the the only thing to talk about. I love the snow. I'm glad it's here. Waiting for it all year. Big fan of the snow. You are a snow guy. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people that 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 might be a hot topic. That might be honestly the most controversial. We did get a request from one member of the audience to do an episode not about Steelers football. So maybe All right, we well, just talk about the snow. I mean, there's nothing snow, else going on today, right? Andrew McCutcheon's back. One year, $5 million deal with Pirates. That's it. I, I did. I So, so wait. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is the biggest signing of the year for a Major League Baseball team. Uh, Mason Rudolph is a starting quarterback. And Sidney Crosby's the best player in the NHL. What year is it exactly? I know it could be. Uh, did we go back to 2019? Did we? Like yeah. that's gonna be a heck of a trivia question, uh, like twenty years from now. Like, right? Like, all these things happen in the same season. What year is it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Alan. Honestly, the list of topics rather short today because I think we're gonna spend a lot of time on one topic. But you mentioned Mason Rudolph. Let's start there. Kenny Pickett returning to practice today. Uh, we thought he might give it a shot this week. Tomlin didn't roll him out when speaking yesterday, but he actually got in some work today in a limited capacity. <laughs> Um, are you still of the mindset though? Like you just mentioned Mason Rudolph, the starting quarterback. Are you just saying that because of like right now he's the de facto number one, or do you really think that he's not that Kenny's not gonna be able to go on Saturday and it is gonna be Mason? 
No, I mean, I think that Kenny is probably going to start. Like, I, I do. Like, okay. We talked to Mason today, and mm-hmm. I honestly feel bad for him because I feel like it's no season <laughs> to football. Like, a, yeah. lot, a lot. Like, like yep. somebody, I believe it was Joe Rudder from the Trib, asked Mason. There was a time, I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2020, where Mason practiced all week and Ben didn't practice at all, and then he started the game anyway. I believe it was at the Chargers, maybe. That in 21, there was definitely a game in there where like Mason was going to be the starter all week and then Ben came back and played anyway. And I just, Mason's reaction when he was asked about that was like, yeah, <laughs> like, I could just, I could just see it happening again. Uh, like, I, like I, I don't feel bad for Mason for the career situation that he's in. I mean, I think he got kind of a raw deal, but like, like if you want a better one, just play better. Like I, I feel like that's the way the NFL works. But like, right. man, like I, I have to feel for him, like just in general about the way things have gone. Like I feel like Mason Rudolph is the embodiment of the like, why do you keep giving me your hardest battles meme? <laughs> like, like in yeah. terms of like an NFL quarterback, like. Yeah, how? Why do you keep giving me your toughest battles? It's like, how are you still here? How are you still alive? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I put up that clip of Brock Osweiler grabbing his helmet when the Broncos are up forty-one to ten on the Raiders, and then like Peyton Manning just goes back into the game anyway, and said that was Mason seeing Kenny come onto the practice field today. Yeah, I mean, you're not owed anything, right, in this league, but it's like, yeah, he's just like that close to getting another opportunity, whether it's for the or to show something for next season for another team, you know, in a backup capacity or something like that, as opposed to being like a QB three like he is right now for the Steelers. Go and show something. And yeah, as of right now, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think that we end up seeing Kenny on Saturday, so it would not give Mason the opportunity that it looked like he was going to get. And the other thing is, you know, it doesn't matter as much as what you do when you're on the field. But as we're going to talk about later, the way you carry yourself in this league does matter. And Mason, mm-hmm. in what has been admittedly a pretty rough set of circumstances, has really handled himself like a pro all the way through. He's been a good yeah. teammate. The guys like him. The other quarterbacks in the room like him. I think that's such a credit when you have guys that are younger than you that come in. To, and above you and they they like you and your presence um like literally like they, they were happy that he came back like that's i think that really shows a lot about the character of the person that is mason rudolph i think if he does get a shot he's going to take it seriously you know i i like i said you you get what you earn in general i don't feel you know he, he's being well compensated to be a third string quarterback i don't feel bad for him but i think it's just it's it's a tough situation that has played out in a, a number of different ways for for Mason compared to maybe the way things go for guys of his talent level around the league. I'll tell you what, if Antonio Brown were the offensive coordinator, if we had ABOC, Mason Rudolph would absolutely be the starting quarterback for this team. You want to talk about a guy going to bat for somebody? He has been very vocal on social media that Mason Rudolph should be the quarterback for this football team. So a- maybe we should with ABOC. Also be playing if he was OC. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, obviously again, not the full like Jackie Moon like situation. But... Is that the is that the guy you want? <laughs> is that the guy you want in your corner? As as, as we discussed yesterday. Like I don't mm. really know how much that's doing for Mason's 
uh, starting quarterback candidacy. Well, AB wants him to play. Oh, really? What's wrong with him then? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's what they should do. Like, hey, Antonio, what would you do in this situation? Okay, let's do the opposite of what that answer just was. Um, starting Alan, I, I would... uh, because Antonio Brown oh, yeah. said he likes Mason. Okay, got it. Yeah. Makes perfect <laughs> sense now. Um, Alan, that wasn't the only injury to talk about. A very interesting injury report. Uh, DNPs for Trenton Thompson with the stinger. Minka Fitzpatrick, who was already rolled out knee injury. Didn't expect Samalo with his shoulder thing. Just looks like he's not going to practice. And, and Najee Harris still dealing with the knee thing. Also didn't practice. But when you look at the limited participation, guys, that's where it's interesting to me. Kenny Pickett, I just mentioned. But Elijah Riley working his way back. Uh, Cam Hayward, obviously, in concussion protocol. But then Broderick Jones with a little bit of an ankle thing and Pat Frymuth with a little bit of a knee thing uh, popping up on the injury report. Is that anything to to monitor the rest of the, I mean, obviously, we got to monitor it, but, like, at all concerned about their availability? Yeah, I'm not concerned about Broderick Jones and Pat Frymuth at this juncture. Um, go back to the top. I saw Minka today walking around and no brace, no limp. Um, mm-hmm. Looks pretty promising for him to be able to make a return this season. I think that will depend on the Steelers remaining in the hunt. I don't think they're going to play yeah. a less than 100% make of Fitzpatrick in a meaningless game. But I think if they can find a way to win this game, I think him playing next week starts to look plausible based on what I saw today. Um, so with no make no Trenton Thompson, uh, he is expected to practice tomorrow. Seems to be on track to play in this game, but we'll see. Um, usually, Stinger is just how much can you deal with in terms of the right. pain. Um, so I, I expect that Trenton Thompson will be available to play. Um, but, but that meant that at safety today was Patrick Peterson and Eric Rowe. If you're not familiar with yeah. who Eric Rowe is, he's an eighth-year vet. He's on the Steelers practice squad. They signed him back when Elijah Riley and Keanu Neal both were injured their kind of consecutive weeks. So he's been on the practice squad a couple weeks. He's got a lot of experience. So uh, Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson right now, you're starting safeties. Uh, Elijah Riley working his way back looks like he will be able to play this week. Um, and I would expect him to come off the IR this week. So you can make him and Miles Killebrew the second team, maybe. And uh, uh, it's tough. Now, interestingly enough, Patrick Peterson spoke today and said, mm-hmm. you know, not really opposed to the idea of moving to free safety long term, which I thought was pretty interesting and maybe something that we will leave for further discussion at some point in the future. But I thought that was pretty interesting. I wrote a pretty long story about it at SteelersNow.com. Rod Woodson very famously uh, did Mm -hmm. that after sort of, uh, you know, Hall of Fame career as a corner played, I think it was five more years as a free safety with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, And the way the Steelers love that three safety package and the ability to be a versatile backup at, at a couple other spots, that seems pretty... That seems pretty tempting. Like, if the Steelers aren't going to bring Demonte KZ back, bringing, like, having Patrick Peterson be the third safety seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you know, you mentioned Rod Woodson. Charles Woodson talked about that, though, too. I mean, there's, there, yeah, there's been other guys that have made that transition. Eric Rowe, like, I put this out yesterday when uh, I think it was Nick that mentioned about him. I was like, oh, yeah, they have Eric Rowe. I completely forgot that they even brought him in when they had those injuries take place. So it's at least a guy. Um, that could provide something. He has eight years of NFL experience, as you mentioned. Um, but, Alan, I think we should get to the topic of the day for us here. Uh, y- you've been sitting on this one, you said. You've been waiting for a while. 
about this. George Pickens spoke to the media today, which I feel like is kind of of note in itself, the fact that he spoke to the media. Um, and actually, Alan, you know what? You're in the media, so I don't even know if we should be allowed to talk about football or anything related to George Pickens anyway. No, no, I just I shouldn't bring it up because, you know, <laughs> what do I know about football? You know what? I, this is the most absurd thing. Like, just just get aside from the the meat of the comments here. Like, the idea that people that do my job don't understand what we're talking about is nonsense. Like, it's absolute nonsense. Um, like, there is a lot of – there are some people that do my job that don't know what they're talking about, but there are a lot of former players in the media. There are a lot mm-hmm. of former coaches in the media. And there are a lot of media members who know a lot about football. Uh, the idea that I can't break down George Pickens' play and point out when he's dogging it and when he's not doing a very good job and when he screws up, that's nonsense. Uh, in addition to the other stuff, which is uh, – Yeah, I agree. As somebody that's not even on that side, right? Like, obviously, just doing the podcasting stuff with you, like, I obviously do not like those comments. And it's just like, it's one isolated instance, but it's becoming an isolated instance, enough isolated instances that they're kind of all being lumped together with him. Um, but yeah, I not not a good look for him to have these comments. And But Alan, what I will say is, as far as that goes, you mentioned to say that they don't know about football, like people in the media and stuff like that. One thing I've always appreciated about you uh, is your knowledge aside from just being so dialed into what you are covering itself, like obviously covering the Steelers, but you can have a conversation about it on a much larger picture. And I, and I think that might not be the case for everybody. And that maybe is what you're talking about too, but yeah, he like really demeaning comments, right? Like it's kind of interesting because he's talking about, them not having the right to talk about his job, but he's talking about the job, their job. Like, so in a way it's kind of doing exactly what he's but belittling. The, the best part about that is the last thing that Mike Tomlin said at his press conference on Monday, 26 hours before George Pickens was speaking was something along the lines of, and I put it on my Twitter account, the exact quote, maybe you can even bring it up and, and show people or read it, whatever. We play in the NFL. We should expect people to be analyzing our actions. That is literally the last thing his head coach said yesterday. And today, George Pickens comes back with, well, the media doesn't know what they're talking about. They have no right to judge me. Are you listening at all when your coach speaks? At all? Like, are you hearing anything the man says? Because it sure doesn't seem like Wasn't... And correct me if I'm wrong. I thought there was something. Didn't Tomlin just meet with him? Or like yeah, that on actually... Tomlin had a meeting with him last week and then did an interview with the team website, with the team website, about why he felt it was necessary to meet with George Pickens about his attitude and his behavior and how it was hurting George and the team on the team website Saturday before the game. And then Pickens goes out. Gives mediocre effort, is pouting on the sideline, doesn't block, doesn't chase down an interception, and now it's everybody but his fault. It's everybody else's fault. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know, Alan. I, I don't know what to make of this. Oh well, let's I mean, all the of other this part of this because not yeah. only do you blame the media for I don't know what I don't I don't know for be, him being criticized, I guess. Um, 
his response to why he didn't block for Jalen Warren on what could have been a touchdown run was that he didn't want to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can go back in the locker room after saying that. If I was Jalen Warren, if I was a guy that went to junior college, transferred three times, was an undrafted free agent, and now I'm the best running back in the league, but I have to settle for half carries because my team's first-round draft pick is blocking me. If I'm Jalen Warren and I hear that guy say that, I'm going to beat the ever-loving crap out of him the next time I see him. And by the way, we all know who that he could because George Pickens has about the toughness that I have in this freaking pinky finger. Like, how can you go back in the locker room after say, well, I didn't want to get hurt, so I didn't try. How can you play with that team anymore? It's just, it's on it. He can't. Like, I don't know how you can go back from that. I don't know how you can publicly admit that you didn't block for your teammate. You gave zero effort for your teammate, who, by the way, is trying to fight through three tacklers to score a touchdown because you were afraid to get hurt. What an embarrassing piece of garbage. He is he is unfit to wear the Steelers uniform. Like he can't, I don't know how you go back. I don't know how you go back. Uh, real quick, I did want to mention that I found the, the quote that you're talking. I know that this isn't necessarily related to that play, but um, said no one outside of our locker room is going to make a play and said his team should expect their actions to be analyzed as NFL players. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> this is this is more of what I took issue with, obviously. Uh, if I was in your position, I'd obviously have an issue, a bigger issue with the entirety of everything he said today. But yeah, him not blocking because he's afraid to get hurt. You can get hurt at any moment doing anything. And you are being paid to play NFL football and didn't want to do what your job was on that play because you are afraid of getting hurt. I, I mean, what are we what are you playing NFL football for then, pal? I, I don't I don't know how he can play this week. I'll be honest. I really don't. I don't know how the Steelers can put him back on the field. After that, like I like they, they made Deontay Johnson stand up in front of the team and apologize for not chasing down a fumble. Where's the where's the accountability for this? Like, and yeah. I'll be honest, I see a lot of people putting Deontay Johnson and George Pickens into the same bucket, and I think you're doing quite a disservice to Deontay Johnson by I doing agree. that yeah. because Deontay Johnson is inconsistent. Deontay Johnson is in his own head a lot of times. He's, you know, uh, there are problems with Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is not this guy. Like, let's be real. Like, like they are not the same. And, and and you're and you're doing a big disservice to Deontay Johnson by comparing the two of them. Right. And I think the fan base has always probably, and I say always, but I know George has only been here for a couple of years, seems to side with George more because of like what the upside is, the talent level of him as opposed to Deontay Johnson. But you know people that are around both of these guys every day, such as yourself, you know, always speak more highly of Deontay Johnson and Deontay always, and I, I, maybe I'm making too much about this, but I know that you in your position appreciate this. Like Deontay Johnson is available to talk to like George. I mentioned how surprised it was today that he was even available to talk to. Um, actually side question. Was that something you said, did he want to talk like, or was this mandatory? I mean, he, has he, to. He, he has to, Every yeah. player has to be available once a right. week during the I just didn't know specifically today. Okay. I don't know okay. why specifically today, but, you know, he has to do it. 
Um, <clears throat> and I don't know whether he was made to do it or went wrong. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't in the room. Um, I was talking to Mason Rudolph at the time, but I, I did I just, want to mention too, you brought up the Deontay thing, like the lack of effort on the fumble play where they made him obviously stand up in front of his team and apologize. But like it, and now this could have been made based off performance, but we were told that it was about comments made. We saw Chuchakor for lose a job, his starting job because of comments made, you, you know, where, where's that same standard being held now to George Pickens? I don't know. I, I it's, and like I, I've defended George in the past. I think there is, like, he has a unique personality. I think George is generally well liked by the locker room. At least it was before today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think. Well, okay, so, go ahead. I, I don't think that a lot of the things that we've seen from George, in terms of the sideline, in terms of you know things that we've seen in the past have been a problem for his teammates. I have not seen that. Yeah. When you won't block for a guy and then you admit that you were just a coward and that's why you wouldn't block for the guy, then I, I think that starts to become a problem for your teammates. It has to. It has to. When you're not doing your job, then it's a problem for your teammates. If, if you're just sulking, I think I think players are willing to go and, and, and put an arm around your shoulder and, and try to get you right. The Steelers have been. Allen Robinson has spent a lot of time trying to do that. Deontay mm -hmm. Johnson has spent a lot of time trying to do that. In fact, I believe that dealing with George Pickens is one of the things that has added to the mental load on Deontay Johnson this year. Like, I, I really believe that. Um, yeah. I, like, I, don't, I think most of what he's done has been relatively harmless. This is, is a whole other thing. I mean, you're, you're, you have a meeting with the coach. The coach goes to the extreme step of telling the whole world that you had this meeting and how important it was, and then you give no effort, and then you say to the whole world, the reason you gave no effort is because you were afraid to get a boo-boo and that you're not going to try for your teammate because you're selfishly afraid of being injured. And now we've, we've, we've crossed from quirky, weird, loner dude that, like, we're trying to help out to like that guy's a poison and he's got to go. I can't see how he can play this week and I can't see how he, he can return to Pittsburgh after this season. Like it's, it's very quickly wow. gotten to the, the point of no return for me. Well, okay. Yeah. You're answering a lot of questions that I was going to ask then because you've talked about how do you go forward from here? I was going to bring up just even like the next time that he's on a football field, you know, blocking for somebody else, but you're, you know, you're, you're saying as far as him even playing this upcoming game and forget that, let alone his future in Pittsburgh. I, I mean, man, that it is, it's, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough balance. Well, maybe you like right bench him for a half. I don't know. Maybe you could do that, I guess. And that's what you do to a college freshman who gets caught with weed in his glove box. Like, I guess not like this is this is your team. Like, and where's the leaders of the team? It shouldn't be Mike Tom. Like, look, I'm not advocating violence here, but sometimes dudes need to get their butt whipped. I'm just saying, like, uh, it, yeah. it is a thing that happens. Like, where yeah. where are the leaders on this team that are going to hold this man accountable? Yeah, sometimes somebody needs to be knocked down a peg, and I think he needs more than one peg here. Um, 
Well, that's interesting because I was going to ask you, I didn't want to move away from George Pickens himself. If you still had more to say about this, but I was going to like ask you, you know, on a much larger level than we've talked about the lack of leadership on offense and stuff. And like, this obviously seems like it is maybe, I, I don't want to absolve George Pickens of blame here, but since coming into the league, it doesn't seem like there's been that guy on the offensive side of the football. Now, I, this is why I was advocating so highly and was totally on board with the Allen Robinson edition, even with him being pretty much juiced of any athleticism and maybe not contributing as a receiver because I thought he would be a good guy to take George under his wing. But how much is this George Pickens problem really a, a result of a bigger problem with the Steelers offense and lack of leadership on that side? Well, I don't think it is. Look, I mean, we talked about this on this podcast a lot the way the Steelers were very intentional about matching up the young players in this draft with guys that could be mentor types for them, right? I mean, there was a Patrick Peterson for Joey Porter. There was a TJ Watt for Nick Herbig. There was a Cam Hayward for a Keanu Benton. Like, there were guys to put with a lot of those guys. And, Mm -hmm. like, let's compare and contrast the way that Nick Herbig has followed TJ Watt around like a puppy dog and attempted to emulate – basically everything down to the way he holds his fork, okay, and the way that George Pickens has treated the addition of Allen Robinson, which is basically just that he's not there. Like, I, you know, like, what? at some point, it stops being the team's problem yeah. and it starts being the player's problem. You know, like, Kenny Pickett came in in the same class as George Pickens. Now he's older mm-hmm. and he's a quarterback, but does anybody think Kenny Pickett has a leadership problem? Does anybody think Kenny Pickett has a maturity problem? Calvin Austin came in the same class, plays the same position, which is notoriously full of divas and hotheads. Does anybody think Calvin Austin has a maturity problem or an attitude problem? No, because he doesn't. Like, he has had all the same leadership, all the same people guiding him. He is just a more mature, more professional personality that is better equipped to deal with what he's asked to do right now. And, like, He's not as good of a wide receiver, but he's doing the job better. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, when you start asking those questions, and I don't want you to think that I'm looking to deflect blame from him at all. I just have to ask questions and get your perspective on this because I, I was curious from not just in other players in the room perspective, but also like a coaching perspective, you know, being able to rein a guy in. I know that they kind of want the players themselves to be able to do that and they should be able to do that. But, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, let's just bring up his coach then, Frisman Jackson. Like, does he have a role in this in your mind at all? Or should he not be, you know, even part of this conversation? Well, I think when you get to the point that the head coach is doing interviews about your problem, then it's already escalated well beyond your position coach. Like, that means that the okay. position yeah. coach was bringing this up in October, right? And, and now we're here, right? That's that's what that means. Like, it's like when you get called into your boss's boss's boss office, right? Like, like you know, like, it's all, you know, I want to know what you think, though. Like, if you, like, I know there is a tendency, you know, like, I always say this about coaches, right? People always blame coaching because nobody has a coach jersey in their closet, right? Like, so it's always easier. You, you have to really convince a fan that the problem is the player, not the coach. They're always mm-hmm. willing to assume that their favorite player is actually a great dude and he's really good. And it's this dumb coach that's holding him back. You have to really beat it over their heads. Where are you with, if you're a fan with a number 14 jersey in your closet, where are you with this guy? Can you defend these actions? Can you cheer for him on, on Saturday? 
Uh, I am a fan with the number 14 jersey, so I guess I'm the right person to to ask this question to. But, um, you know, I, I don't like to write people off. And this is this the conversation, I think, goes well beyond football. But obviously, I take huge issue with specifically the the answer that he had for not blocking on that play. Again, it seems like there's a laundry list at this point of different isolated instances to the point where it's no longer an isolated thing with him. Um, I don't... I mean, I have a hard time saying I'm ready to move on from this right now. Um, I would like to, like you said, maybe do it in a more gradual process and see if we can stop it before it gets to that point, whether it is, you know, benching for a half or making him an active, whatever that might be. I don't know how he's going to react at that point, but that would give me an answer as to what I need to know anyway. I will say, though, he almost strikes me as the type of player that the only wake up call that might work is, you know, have the, the team that drafted you moving on and saying, you know what, go be somebody else's problem. Let them take the shot on this talent. And that being the wake up call, which I hate to say, because I would have loved if it worked out in Pittsburgh. I think they knew they were taking a little bit of a risk when they took him in the second round. And that's why he was there in the second round for them to take. Alan, I'll be honest, when they drafted him, I said, we'll be lucky to get three years out of him. I just had that feeling right from the bat and stuff that I had heard about him uh, going, honestly, going back to, I, I don't want to judge a high school kid, but there was some stuff going back to high school even before Georgia. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm Again, I don't want to write off a 22-year-old, but we are getting very close to the point where I'm willing to do so. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, like, I, I really have big questions about how this gets resolved with yeah. both the locker room and well, That was a good coach. point, yeah, because I, that, like I that didn't even cross my mind i obviously didn't like the answer but it didn't it, it didn't get to the point in my mind before this conversation where i was like oh how do they go forward from this but now that you bring it up i'm like man yeah if you're specifically J- i mean any of his teammates but really jalen warren in this situation how, man how do you approach this i don't know i, I really don't like jalen warren is a tough professional dude He's quiet. He's not going to shout. But, man, like, that is a hardcore disrespect that I, I don't know how you I, – I don't know. I'm not inviting those to the same party right now. I know that much. Like, that's yeah. that's brutal. Like Nick and I had a conversation last week, and literally the title of the episode, basically most of the conversation was centered around can the Steelers ease George Pickens' frustration within the offense? And this had not this was before this, had nothing to do really with this. It was more so about, you know, his route tree, what it looked like, the lack of touches within it. We're not even having a conversation about that. Now, is it maybe a snowball effect from that that we've gotten to this point? You know, is it just frustrations of oh, him yeah. within I mean, the I offense? Think that's fair. He has right to be frustrated about the offense. Everyone's yeah. frustrated about the offense. Um, he's right to be frustrated by his role in it. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's unusual. It, it's just about the way. But you, he's the only the one way, reacting this way. Right, right. But there are, there are 26 guys on offense, 25 guys on offense, and none of the rest of them are causing these kind of problems. Almost none, I guess, Deontay. Maybe, like, I don't know. Mazi Harris has made some weird comments, but on the field anyway, no, no. Oh, so Mazi has any fumble, but it's clearly not intentional. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't, I don't know. I, I have I have a hard time getting my head around. And, and, and the, the players and Mike Tomlin. If I'm Mike Tomlin, 
I am so furious right now that somebody's going to have to hold me back from cutting him. Like, if he went through all that to talk about how he yeah. needs to be better, and this is the response in the very next week, huh. oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know how you move on from that. I I really wish that the 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 two days were reversed. That we had Tomlin speaking a day after George said this, because I would be very curious as to what his response to this is going to be. Because he's going to get asked about it whenever it is the next time that he's going to speak. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know what the rest of this week is going to look like for for Tomlin, for George Pickens, for anybody. Well. This is maybe a week that Mike Tomlin talks again. Generally, when there's like uncertainty about the quarterback position, um, he'll have to talk again later in the week. It could mm. be very interesting. It's, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm here to talk about the quarterbacks. Yeah, but George Pickens. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. sure he'll love that. I mean, we, technically, we can ask for him any day. It's just not really yeah. done. Yeah. Um, but man, it might, it might need to. I was just, I'm, I was, like I said, I was interviewing Mason Rudolph at the time. I was reading mm-hmm. next tweets like everybody else. And I was like, is that really what he said? And it just, it just floored me. It floored me. Yeah. Understandably so. I think most people feel the exact same way. Alan, anything else before we get out of here? Um, no, I don't think so. I liked the comments from yesterday's episode. I thought they were, there was some disagreement, but I thought it was well, intelligent. Yeah, Keep those coming. Keep the questions coming. Maybe we'll have a day this week where we can get to a bunch of them. Maybe when, like, I don't know, we don't have nine pieces of news. Um, and uh, that's it, man. Okay. Well, if that's the case, tell the people where they can find you. At A. Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter. PGH Steelers now. Sites account SteelersNow.com. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That video of uh, Kenny Pickett uh, working out at practice today is right up there, as well as Mason Rudolph and some of George's comments. So go get it right from the horse's mm. mouth. There you go. Maybe the Steelers should just put up side by side on two screens the video that we have of Kenny and the video that we have of Mason and make their determination starting based off those two clips i would not recommend that course of action but it is available <laughs> to them if they would like to do so there we go yeah uh for everybody in the comments we apologize for not getting to it obviously we had one topic that kind of dictated today's show but we will get to that stuff in the very near future i'm zachary smith pgh like subscribe hit that notification bell here hit us in the comments leave a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else for alan saunders for myself thanks for jumping in and take another ride on the steelers afternoon drive <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.